What's going on, folks? Thanks for hitting that download button and checking out a brand new episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, your one-stop shop for toys, tech, and talk with some assembly required. I'm your host, Rich, and if this is the first time you're checking out an episode, first of all, welcome. Second, a bit about what we do here. Toys and Tech of the Trade is an interview series where we sit down with content creators, entrepreneurs, and just awesome folks that are on our radar and discuss the gadgets, the gear, and the tech that they use to run their business, create content, and of course, be more productive. Now, when it comes to the toys aspect of our podcast, it's not just the usual conversations about action figures, Gundams, Funko Pops, the usual stuff you would think of when you think of toys. We look at toys in a more broad sense. So that knife collection you have, your comic books, your jet skis, your vintage cars, those are all toys. And we like to embrace the more general definition here on this podcast, number one, because it's awesome to learn about what people are into. But number two, it humanizes and breaks up the conversation so that it's not just all mindless entrepreneurial and business talk. We get to get into what makes our guests tick. And sometimes there's a lot of awesome commonalities along the way that allow for a better conversation. With that out of the way, a little bit of housekeeping, and we will turn it over to this week's guest. First and foremost, I would like to take the opportunity real quick to welcome the latest addition to the RageWorks Podcast Network family, and that is the Fight Insight Podcast, hosted by Tim B. Tim is someone who I connected with in a local podcasting group. Funny enough, it was for podcasters in New York, even though Tim is from Canada. We really connected, number one, because of our love for MMA, but just because I really appreciated the enthusiasm that he put not only into his podcast, but just into his coverage of mixed martial arts and combat sports in general. Uh, Tim reached out to me recently and expressed interest in working with us and sharing his podcast with the RageWorks Podcast Network audience. And as of right now, I think we're on our fourth or fifth episode published in the RageWorks podcast feed. So make sure to look for it there or, of course, just punch in the Fight Insight podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. Now to this week's guest that just so happens to come to us by way of our friends at Podmatch. I've talked about Podmatch before, but just real quick, uh, Podmatch is a service that connects you with potential guests for your podcast. Simple. It really is exactly as it sounds. It matches you with potential guests for your podcast, or it matches podcasts with you so that you can be a potential guest. It is an incredibly underrated thing to get yourself seen, heard, and noticed to go on other podcasts. People ask me all the time, Rich, how do I grow my show? How do I, how do I get myself noticed? And I tell them, I'm like, go on a podcast, go on two podcasts, try and try and go on one podcast a week that is relevant to your interests and relevant to your podcast. Trust me, there are plenty of podcasters out there that would love to have you as a guest. I, I just, it boggles my mind how many people I say that to, and they're just like, really? And I'm like, yes, you know, go out there, get yourself heard, get yourself seen have great stories, be of service, bring value. And if you bring value to someone's show, their audience will follow, especially if you connect with them and 
you bring them, like I said, value, they will definitely seek you out. So Podmatch uh, gets a massive shout out. Alex Sanfilippo, who uh, runs Podmatch, he's been a guest on this podcast before. Feel free to check out our conversation with him. Links to that will be in the show notes. But um, this week's guest is not only just an amazing creator, but just a fellow New Yorker. And I love to showcase and spotlight uh, creators from the Big Apple, especially from the boroughs, because there's so many of us out there in the in the five boroughs of New York City that are just grinding and creating amazing podcasts and amazing stories. And I'm always honored and privileged to share their stories with you. So with that said, let me stop yammering and turn it over to this week's guest. My guest this week on Toys and Tech of the Trade is the one and only Real Wise, host of the Stuck in My Mind podcast, which yours truly happened to stop by not too long ago. He's stopping by, sharing the toys and tech of his trade, his origin story, and much more. Wise, what's going on, my brother? What's going on, brother? How are you doing today? I am excited to actually chop it up with you, a fellow New Yorker, a fellow creator, uh, somebody who's coming into the space guns blazing doing amazing work creating great content and i kind of want to start there in terms of your journey because you've been podcasting for a decent amount of time and yet your presentation how you handled it you would think that you've been in this 20 years the way that you just approach the business and conduct yourself and i want to start there like with your origin story like what made you want to get into podcasting uh Honestly, I had been wanting to podcast since 2019 and um, I actually purchased an equipment from Amazon. It was a Behringer studio podcast studio equipment paid 160 bucks. And I was supposed mm-hmm. to start a podcast with a friend of mine and he, him and his girl ended up getting pregnant. So that put a kibosh to that. And so fast forward to 2020, um, I get furloughed from my job because of the pandemic and I finally decided to press record. I had been messing around with the equipment for over a year and everything. And finally I got, I built up the courage to just, I was, I was uh, on the phone with my nephew and he had already started his YouTube channel and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm on the phone with my nephew. We, we just bugging out, having a good time talking here. Record, press record. And it was just a little five minute intro. And that's how I uh, stuck in my mind was born. And the thing about it is that your approach and, when I did your show, I'm like, man, he's got his logo on point. He's got his video. He's doing, he, you jumped in literally full speed, 10 toes in. Was that something that you said, listen, I'm, this is the only way that I'm going to take this seriously by putting skin in the game. You know what? It, I figured when, when I finally decided to press record and if, and, and I uploaded and I got out of my comfort zone by doing that, I was like, and I found that this is something I'm really passionate. I, I didn't know, like, I'm 40, I'm 46 years old and I didn't know what I was passionate about. I didn't know what was my passion, what was my purpose. And so when I started the podcast, at first it was just me coming on, talking about work, politics, the George Floyd situation. And yes, I, I enjoyed podcasting, but the content wasn't what I wanted. So when I switched to the conversation piece, that's when I really started falling in love with podcasting. That's when I really knew that this is what I wanted to do. 
And at first, you know, I'm like, I hate the way I sound. I sound horrible. Can't believe who would want to listen to me. And then people would listen to the podcast and tell me like, yo, what's wrong with you? What do you mean? Like, yo, you sound like you are meant to talk on the radio. You you have that radio voice. But you know, to yourself, you like, nah, I don't sound that good. Absolutely. We are we are our own worst critics. And you know what the funny thing is? Being being a New Yorker, there's there's certain radio presence that you're used to. Like if you grew up listening to Hot 97, like you know, like it would be funk flex, big cap, real, real yeah. loud and and explosive or if you were somebody that listened to talk radio it would be like you know real subtle and smooth like howard stern or or o and a and then as time progresses like anything else i tell people all the time like we absorb things that we draw inspiration from whether it's comedy or stories or even radio and one of the things that i noticed as i started podcasting and i'm sure you did as well is like you pick up little cadence and little things because you see those people that are really crushing it and you're like, well, I could do it that way. And then what happens is you start, like you just said, you get in your own head and you're like, man, I, I, you know, I sound too much like this dude. And you start kind of working away from that until you find your own voice. Did you run into that as you started podcasting? Um, honestly, I didn't like, I didn't. Um, yeah, I kind of built, like, I have, uh, my call where when I come in and then, and I go, uh, it's your boy W I Z E. And so to me, it was like, I needed a little, I needed my own signature. Like at first, when I first saw it, it wasn't that way. But as I went along, I'm like, I need a little nice. I need something that fits me, something that, that I like, I like how you said how, uh, Funk Flex and everybody has their little, the intro well i was like you know what that's that's i I took it i took it kind of from um et and i just just made it my own but like you said it's at first i i was not that good (laughs) but as time goes as time went on and you improve and you continuously do it it's it's like anything with like anything you do with practice you improve yep that ten thousand hour rule is true and I think that that's where people kind of get caught up in the in the nuances of podcasting. And we talked about this on on your podcast where people, they jump in, they have this expectation because, you know, it's the cool thing and everybody's doing it. And it's like, listen, it's a very solitary endeavor because you're speaking into the void and you don't think anyone's listening. And then people will be like, yo, I heard you or I saw you or, hey, I checked this out. And then what happens is, that feedback is your currency to keep going. It's the, it's the juice that comes out and people don't understand that in order to get there, you got to build that. Yeah. How was it for you? Like the first time somebody came to you and they were like, man, I heard your podcast, man. It was great. Like, how did that, how did that make you feel the first time? Oh, that made me go. That made me want to go harder. Right. That made me want to grind even harder because like somebody's listening somebody's actually getting something from what I'm doing. And one of the best emails I received was from a, a, a high school friend of mine, me and another high school friend of mine, we uh, made a, we, we did an interview and he's a, he's a real estate agent in Brooklyn. He's killing the game over there. And we was just talking about goals, manifestation and everything that we're doing to, to help build our success. And this person heard the episode 
and they had been on they had been on the fence about starting their own business. And when they heard two of their two people that they grew up with and went to school with and that they know personally, they were like, "Yo, these two dudes I know, they're doing their thing. Why can't I do it? They, they, they came from they came from the same place I come from. Why why can't I do it? And when they sent me that message and told me that, I was like, "All right." I'm doing something right. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my purpose right here. So that people who need that push to do something, but they're on the fence and they, and they're, and they need that help with like, they need someone that that's just a regular person like them. And if like anybody on my, if anyone on my show comes on and I, I want them to share their stories because who knows who's out there listening to it. So it might be your episode that somebody listens to and they take something from it, especially two kids from New York doing what they're doing and grinding and, and building something. Who knows who's out there? Like, Oh, these, these are two guys like me from New York. Maybe, maybe I can do, maybe I can do what I have my mind or what, what my dream is. And so I just like, I just want to inspire as many people as possible. I'm right there with you. And I think that that's a big problem as somebody who's, who's been in the podcast space and you're in the space as well. You know, there's always a lot of, Oh, you know, we need more representation in podcasts and we need more of this. We need more of that. And my response is always the representation is there, but those representatives don't have champions. They don't have people that they can say, Hey, this guy, Hey, that guy, because you know, one thing that's been happening as of late, I'm sure you're familiar at this point because he's all over the place, like Andrew Tate. You know, Andrew Tate, he's out there. He's delivering his message. People like his message. They dislike his message, whatever the case may be. But the thing that always jumps out is that he's championing for men as a gender. It's not pretty. And, you know, like I said, some people may think it's right or wrong or whatever. But that's a guy that he's like, he's talking about man business, you know, like. Yeah. problems trials tribulations and things that people don't talk about when it comes to men and i feel that as minorities that happens too like everybody's kind of in their own lane nobody wants to help anybody because they feel oh if i share my info he's yeah. gonna steal my and i got and i always tell people i'm like listen do you understand that 99 percent of the stuff we all put out you me and everybody else one percent of the people actually listen that's why i'm not worried about it like people be like Oh, you know, you should you should put out a book or a course. I'm like, why? No, like if people really want to do this and look what you did, you wanted to do it. You sought it out and you learned and you leveled up. And like I said, your presentation's on par with legit players in the game. And that's because you believe in yourself and you take it seriously. Wow. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that, man. That, that to me is to come, especially coming from you someone who's been in the game as long as you've been in the game to tell me that that right there just blows my mind because it's just, I just look at it as like, yo, I, I just put in the work, man. I just, I, I love what I do. And when the moment I knew that this is what I wanted to do, I started investing myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I purchased a, a, a roadcaster pro. I, I, I invested in a, in a quality camera. I invested in some quality mics and it was because I felt that, listen, I'm, people are giving me something very precious and that's their time. 
And I felt that since they were giving me their time, then it's up to me to give them the best quality that I can. I agree. And so to me, it was just, it was a no brainer that once I found out this was my purpose, this is what I wanted to do. Then I'm invested. Like, like I said, I was furloughed from my job. I had, you know, the government was giving out that extra money. And, and instead of taking that money and blowing it, I invested in myself. I, I took courses. I, like I said, like I said, I purchased equipment and it was just me wanting to improve, me wanting to get better, me wanting my content to be the best quality I can make it. Yeah. I think that that's where people, they kind of, they don't understand that there's, that there's a science to this. And, you know, when people say, Oh, I want to start a podcast. How can I do it for free? How can I do this? How can I do that? I, I always, you know, and I've, and I've, you know, I think I said it to you. It's like, I, I, I gotta be the bubble burster and be like, listen, like if you're already looking for the free lunch or the hand me or the give me, you're not going to win because this is a game of longevity. It's a game of inches. And the thing is that like, like you said, we are fighting for people's attention. And at the end of the day, people are like, oh, there's, you know, 200,000 podcasts. And I always say, yes. How many of them are still making content? <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I learned recently. Um, everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, there's 2.5 million, 2.5 million podcasts now. Yep. And you'll be amazed at how many are really, truly active right now. Yep. And when I saw that number, I was like, this, this like only that many? Yep. That's it? And it blew my mind. I'm like, because people start, that means that means people started and they quit. Because mm-hmm. from 2.5 million, only 400 and something thousand, 400 and something thousand are active. And that yep. means active means being, having an episode released within the last 30 days. Yep. 2.5 million. It's so a- the, the, the audience is out there because the content is, People, to me, I feel like they want instant gratification. They want to get upload the episode and get the ten thousand downloads just mm-hmm. like that. That's not gonna how it's gonna happen. No, it's not. Unless you're a celebrity and you already have a following, then maybe. But us independent podcasters, we have to grow this. So if you think you're gonna come in here and you're gonna get all these downloads, that's when reality is gonna smack you in the face. It's it's going to be one of those situations where people are going to be shocked to see what happens. And I have to I tell people all the time and, you know, I'll reshare I'll reshare it in this conversation with us. You know, Buzzsprout put out an article and they said that if your show is receiving 30 or more downloads within seven days of releasing a new episode, it places you in the top 50 percent of all podcasts. Think about that. Thirty. 30 simple downloads and to make your way to the top 1%, you'd need 4,200 downloads in the first seven days. So taking that into consideration, you literally need 30 people. That means you can essentially get five people a day over six days out of the seven (laughs) and you literally hit 30. And, and that's average probably the first week. I probably averaged that like, 
25 to 30 downloads yep. that first week. And then eventually it'll go, uh, I'll end up probably with 60 or 70. And to me, that's, I, I love that. Like people think, oh, you need this big, big audience. No, no, nope. you to, to especially, especially when it comes to other things that you're trying to do is if you want to do merch and all that, I, I I'd rather take a hundred loyal listeners yes. that support me and buy my merch and buy whatever I, I'm, I'm trying to sell, whatever, because they believe in me than having 10,000 people listen to me and not purchase anything at all. That's the, that right there, my friend is the exact lesson. And I'm glad you actually brought that to the forefront. Too many people do that. And the worst part of it is that the people that end up supporting those endeavors are usually complete strangers. And, you know, and for, for, for context, I'll use an example, decided to make merch, put out a t-shirt. Obviously, man, you know, we're, we're doing this bootstrapped. So we're not making the shirts ourselves. We got to split the, the, the price with, yeah. yeah, with Printify or whoever. So Whoever you go with, yeah. yep. Hey man, I'm making a shirt. It's $25. Yo man, you really want somebody to pay $25 for that shirt? Well, clearly you're not paying $25 for that <laughs> shirt. You know, like that's, that's exactly the message I got through like Facebook. Like, yo man, like, yo, you really Bro. want $25 for that shirt? No, and it's, I said, it's, it's, I, I feel you. I feel you. Cause people like at first I would, I was, I was upset cause my friends and family weren't supporting me. And, and I'm like, and, but then I started realizing like, you know what? All right, let me just, let me not have that hold me back. So I just continue grinding and grinding. And then you start connecting with people. They start supporting you. They start buying. Like I just relaunched my um, merch store and already I've had someone, a, a fellow podcaster that, that we've, we've become good friends. He was the first one to purchase anything before anyone in my family, anything. Yep. And, and I appreciate that. I love that. And, and I try to do the same thing when, whenever I see a, a podcast or a friend of mine launch a program, launch a book, whatever it is, I try to support because I want to, I want them to support me. So how do I expect anyone to support me if I'm not supporting anyone else? Yep. It's- so when, when people we like, oh, yeah, it's twenty five dollars. I'm like, okay, it's twenty five dollars. All right, I'm not telling you to buy twenty million shirts, but if, if you don't want to, if you don't got twenty five dollars to buy, to buy a shirt, hey, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. But you probably got sixty, seventy bucks to buy a Gucci shirt, right? Yep. Or that, buy a or buy a brand name shirt. Yep. But instead of supporting a friend, I'm not telling you got to wear the shirt. If you want to buy it and hang it up in your closet, go do that. But support your friends. Get support a small business owner. Support them. Yep. Because that's the thing. And people, they always lean. There's always two sides of that too. Then there's the people that lean on it from, uh, oh, nobody's supporting me, blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, but what are you doing to earn that support? So it's a, it's a double edged sword. But the thing about it is that, and and our conversation is very important to me for this reason. It's because, like, listen, like Wise just said, creators, you got to support creators. Because at the end of the day, you buy that shirt, you might be buying that shirt for the next Joe Rogan. You might be buying that shirt, you know, for 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 the next, um, you know, Howard Stern. You might be that and you could say, hey, I was there. And that's what people don't understand sometimes. It's not an investment in a T-shirt. It's an investment in a body. It's an investment in a human. 
It's an, it's an investment in my business. It's an investment in whatever I'm trying to do. Yep. And and it's crazy because we're, we're as minorities, we don't support each other. Hell no. We don't. Nope. And it's crazy. But you'll go out and go buy a pair of Yeezys, spend three, four hundred dollars. Yep. On on a celebrity who doesn't give a damn about you. Nope. But you got a homeboy who's sell, who's making some t-shirts or whatever they're selling or whatever they're doing, and you're knocking his hustle. Yep. We, we something has to change. But that's a problem, unfortunately, that it's inherent because we are. I said this. I said this to somebody recently. It's the message is always going to be that my opportunity is taking away your opportunity. And it's really not like, if you think about it, yeah, I don't understand that. How is that possible? Exactly. Like, and it happens. And this is the thing that people don't understand that. And and me and wise are having this conversation because we see it day to day. Like people, people who sit there and you'll be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to open a bodega. Why are you opening a bodega? There's five bodegas here. That's not what I want to hear. Oh, word. Uh, what are you going to sell there? What's your special going to be? You're going to have bacon, egg, and cheese. You're going to have a guy making sandwiches. Like, not why are you opening that bodega? There's five bodegas on the block. Like, yeah. that's not what people want to hear. And unfortunately, we are good for that. Yeah. We're good yeah. for that. Why are you going to do a podcast? Yo, there's so many podcasts out there. Why you got to be? Come on, man. Everybody has a podcast. You, you going to be part of that? Yes. Because guess what? Somebody is out there yearning to hear content from someone like me. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you with, with you 100%. And, and for me, it's like, I, I could, I create the content. Yes. I create my content and I want, and, and I put it out there and, and people consume it. But it's like, you be looking, I'll be looking at, at some of the people that, um, that I know. And, and I'm like, dude, like all it takes for you to, or like for us, like in our case, sometimes all it takes for you to do is share. Yep. Like if I post my latest episode, share it. Yep. That's all it takes. Share it. That's share all it. it takes. I'm not asking you to buy anything. Do nope. any, share the episode. What's so hard? But it, it, it's like people don't want to, people who know you don't want to see you better than what they are. Yep. Crabs in a crazy. bucket. They don't want, they don't want to see you succeed because they're not, attempting attempting their dreams they're not making themselves uncomfortable they're complacent they want you to be complacent with them they want you to be like you said crabs in a barrel yep i said to a friend of mine he messages me he goes listen he goes man i need to try and make an extra 500 a month and i go okay i said listen first place you want to make your 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 first 500 is going in your closet i said you got sneakers in there you got clothes in there you don't wear i'm like yo photograph them put them on poshmark put them on 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 Mercari, put them on eBay, you know, put the sneakers on goat because you can sell you sneakers there. Oh, I got to take pictures. I got to do all that. Then you don't want five hundred dollars. Yeah, You don't want it because I'm telling you, you got five hundred dollars laying in your just your closet. Easy. Definitely. You know, and people that's the that's the problem. And I and it's unfortunate that we we have fallen into that. It's like we were talking about this. Um, me and a group of people about how most people don't learn and you've probably seen it too the basic survival skills meaning like you know there's no home ec in school there's no wood shop nobody's teaching anybody a trade because everybody figures yo i can make money with my phone and then you go yeah but you know that if you become a welder you make a hundred dollars an hour 
Oh, I'm not doing that. They don't want to do the work. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay, so you want to make money posting pictures on Instagram. Okay, but why don't you learn the science of that? You know, watch a video, learn how to compose a photo. A, A buddy of mine, he's like, yo, man, you know, I really like photography. I said, listen, walk down your block, go to a couple real estate places. Say, listen, I saw your photos. Let me take some photos for you for free for like a month. If you like it, bring me on board. And then you do something unique that everybody else don't do. I'll be like, listen, man, buy a drone, rent a drone, do some over overhead shots, do something real crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I, I got to go to. Yeah, you got to go into a real estate and be like, listen, I'm a photographer. I'd love to take photos. What's, what's wrong with y'all? They, they don't want they want instant gratification. Bro. It's it's insane. It's it's literally crazy. And like uh, they they put out a piece recently about the top 20 top 10 people on TikTok that make millions, millions. And they were talking about a girl. I think her name is call me Chris. And I remember I've seen her skits. She does skits with like tiny little hands you buy on Amazon. Yeah. And she was she she was a, a hairstylist, lost her job during a pandemic, started doing skits on TikTok. Dude. I think she made like four point five million dollars last year. And and the, it, listen, the bag is out there. It, yes, the, the bag, bag is, out, is out, there. out there. The bag, especially listen. They have projected that YouTube was going to give out twenty billion and add and add money to content creators. Yep. Now it's jumped up to over a hundred billion. Yep. This next quarter. So. You mean that all that money's out there and we we can go out there and get it, but it's just not gonna fall in our laps. We gotta yep. continue to grind, we gotta continue to put in the work. We gotta saying it's not gonna happen, especially when you're independent. Yep. When you're independent, you don't have the big machine like Spotify, Apple, Google backing you. Nope. You do everything yourself. You edit, you promote, you do everything yourself. So of course it's gonna be a little bit harder for you. Yeah, that that's that's the challenge you 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 have to take, man. That's that's what you have to accept is that challenge is like, you know what? I'm going to do this regardless of what's in my way. And it's true. I think I think you know you sit back and you're looking at the fruits of your labor. You know, we were talking about you went to podcast movement. You know, you walk up, you introduce yourself. Hey, man, I'm a podcaster. Really? What's your podcast? Let me check it out. Blah 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 blah. Hey, wise, it was good meeting you at podcast movement, man. We should work on something. We should collaborate. We should work on something together. Like people don't. Get that. It's like, listen, leave the block, you know, leave the block. <laughs> Dudes don't know how to leave the block. So. That's exactly it. Leave the block. Go out <laughs> there and do- leave the block. Like and it's, it's crazy because there's people in New York City that have, that have never left New York City. Yep. Leave the block. Go, go into, go into a place and do, you know, there's a, a guy, his name is Noah Kagan. He, uh, he has a podcast and he worked for Facebook. He said, you want to test yourself? Go into every store and try and get a discount every day. Just go into like a Starbucks and be like, man, can I get 10% off? Maybe they'll say no, but maybe they'll say yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is like if somebody says, yo, it'll take you a hundred no's to become a millionaire. You're going to go out there and get that no every day. Please say no. Please, please (laughs) say no. It's it's funny that you say that because when I first started podcasting, that's what I was getting was no's. Yep. That's all I was getting was people like what the first question is how many downloads you got? Yep. How big is your audience? And I'm like, Yo, I just I'm just starting out. Yep. Yeah, now nah, hit me back later. Hit me when you get when you grow more. Yep. 
And I kept going and kept going and no's and no's and no's until it eventually started turning into yeses. Yep. Until, until people started saying yes and like, hey, yeah, I'm come on, I'll come on your show. Yep. And once that started happening, things started picking up. Now I'm picking up, picking up. Now I'm getting messages from people reaching out to me to be on my show. Yep. It's a wonderful feeling. People don't get how crazy and how how amazing that is. You open up your inbox and it's like, would love to come on your podcast and talk about X. What I do then is I test them and I go, oh, which was your favorite episode? Because, you know, they'll crazy. be <laughs> a lot of them already tell me. Yep. And, and that's those are the real ones. I've been blessed. Like, I've been lucky where the people where they send me a message like, yo, I, I was listening to this episode 78, this, this and this. I enjoyed that. I'm like, all right. So this person is really listening to my stuff. Yes. I would love to have you on as a guest because that's showing me that you're serious about coming on my show. That you're seriously listening to what my content and my content fits what you're trying to do. Absolutely. Like I had someone tell me no the other day, twice. I had two people tell me no within the last two weeks. And I didn't get offended to offended because I didn't fit what they were trying to do. Yep. And I understand that. They're like, listen, thank you for reaching out, but um, you're not what I'm trying. And I, and I respect that. I, I respect that. I respect that more than them telling me no, because you don't have enough right the right numbers. Yep. I'd rather them come and tell me no because like again, they feel that I don't fit what they're trying to promote. And that's the thing. I think that part of the lesson in our conversation I want people to take away is exactly that. It's like, listen, you gotta get the reps in. And not only that, but you have to make your approach unique from everybody else. Like, listen, instead of copying and pasting the same email, record a video. Hey man, saw your stuff. Here's a, here it is on my phone. Would love to talk about it with you on a podcast. What'd it take that person? What'd it take you? Two minutes to record it? Boom. Oh, instead of typing out a DM, hey, man, voice voice note. Hey, man, I heard you. I really thought it was awesome. I, I really would love to have a chat with you on my podcast. Let me know if you're interested. Literally takes five seconds. Yeah. We spend so much time consuming other people's content, but we don't put that same energy into growing our own. And then we're mad. You know, woe is me. What? Yo, yo, man, I only got like 10 downloads this month. Did you do anything? Did you go on anybody else's podcast? You know, I, I see you like it. I see you liking the photos that Complex put up. Why didn't you put up any photos this week? Why didn't you like yeah. stuff that was on Nice Kicks this week? Why, you Absolutely know, right. yeah. oh, look at this pizza I ate. That's great. But how is that pizza you ate growing your business? Guess what? That pizza you ate is growing the pizzeria. It ain't grow. On the contrary, you're giving the pizzeria press. That's when you turn around and you go, hey, man, I noticed you guys don't got an Instagram. I'd love to run it for you. Right there. Think about it. Right there. Right there, you there's flip so, the switch. There's so many different ways. Because people, people, they want to get monetized. They want their podcast to get monetized. Yep. But they fail to realize there's other ways to make money. Yep. There's other ways. I've started making money editing other people's podcasts because that's something people hate to do. Yes, sir. I know that from experience. It's one of our, one of our, one of our services. So it's true. Nobody wants to edit. People want, people want to do the work and you know what it is. I, I say this and you'll probably agree. Listen, if me editing some, your show allows you to keep creating and gives you the energy and the bandwidth to keep creating, I'll keep editing you. I'll keep editing to help you fulfill your dream. Cause guess what? Your 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 business is helping me live mine. And it's it's listen, the hard work is paying off. I just 
later on this month, I start work on a podcast with a, a high, a, I've known her since kindergarten and she, she's, she's, uh, she reached out to me. She says, yo, I see you're doing your thing with your podcast. I'm interested in starting a podcast. What can we do? Yep. And, and I said, listen, this is, this is my feed. This is what I want. I will love, I'll help you build your podcast out. And she was like, the deal. Let's do this. There you go. I'm saying. So that's my first big client. And it, and it's because she saw me working. She saw my posts. She seen my email. She seen my my constant episodes upload. Everything. Just I'm always freak. I'm always doing something. I'm always making sure I'm putting some type of content out. Yep. And the thing about and, it is that you weren't afraid to put a price on yourself. And that's where people kind of fail because they'll be like, "Yo, I can't charge them a hundred dollars. Why? You don't know them. And even if you do know them, guess what?" You should be able to, I'm not giving you the homie hookup. Like you get a homie hookup to a point after a while, this is a business. Now you don't, you don't go, you don't go into McDonald's and ask them for a, for, for a homie hookup on, on a mm-hmm. number two. And that's the thing. That's, that's something that's crazy is because people, like if they know you, they instantly want a, a discount. Yep. Or like, or even, even, even like, like my wife and her brother, they have a mechanic shop, right? Why is it our people are the ones that come to, hey, let me get a discount. Yep. Like, hey, let me, can you, can you, can you relax the price a little? Can you look? And, and he already has the lowest prices around here. Yep. And, and we're, and we, and I, and we start, start thinking like, yo, you wouldn't go to Mavis or you wouldn't go to any of these other places and ask for a discount. Nope. So why are you coming here? Cause you know me. Yep. Then you should be wanting to pay full price to support my business. Yep. So that I could be here. So I could continue to serve y'all. Yep. Not come and be like, yo, let me get a hookup. And that's where we mess up. Like we see, we see a friend doing business and we instantly want the hookup. Yep. Like it, he's trying to grow his business. Mm-hmm. You should just go support him and pay full price. Yep. Or guess what? Let him decide if he wants to give you the hookup. Because, the hookup. because he'll yeah, be- like, go, go to his store. Go to the, like, say somebody, your boy, your friends open his restaurant. Go to his restaurant. Don't ask for no hookup. Just go. Yep. Whatever your food pay, you're ready to pay. And if he feels like, yo, I'm I got giving you a 10% discount. Yep. Don't worry about that. Or I'm, I'm giving you a discount. Let them decide to give you the discount. 100%. Don't go in instantly, yo, let me get a hookup. Can't That's do the it. Problem. That's our problem. We don't know how to support each other. Nope. We want, but yet, again, we'll go out and pay. Buy a pair of Nikes. Buy something for people that don't care about us. Yep. That hasn't that don't that don't give anything back to us. Nope. Because guess like what? That, culturally, we are we are people of color. Culturally, we're very important because we have to check up, check off demographic boxes. We have to check off insertion points. We have to check off. Hey, did you service this community? But at the end of the day. Those companies, unless they're really putting in the reps in in that community, they're not doing nothing. That's why sometimes you go to a store. Hey, do you want to round up to donate to X Y Z charity? And it's like, doesn't the company already donate to that charity? So my money is just making you guys give less. Think think about that. Yeah, that's what it is. No, and people just they just like, oh, I'm not donating because of X, and it's just like you realize that, hey. 
for every dollar you spend, we'll donate a dollar. So then for every dollar I spend, why don't you donate too? <laughs> and, and it's crazy because if you round up, right, to donate to charity, right? Yep. You don't get the recognition on that. Nope. They get the recognition. Yep. Because they're the ones who end up cutting out that check for that, for that charity. Yep. The big fat check. They hold it up so, in the photo. So, so they didn't say they didn't, they didn't put the money in. It, their customers did. Yep. They might have matched whatever any the case, but you're not getting credit for that. So if you're going to donate money to a charity, do it yourself. 100%. Go out there that and do you, it. You can get the right off. Yeah. Or you know what? You can get that, that, that you could get that wealth in your soul about doing the right thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's that simple. Like, hey, round up. Okay, cool. I'll just do that. But it's just like, if you round up a couple of times a year and it's 50 bucks, just donate 50 bucks to a, a charity and call it Absolutely. a day. Yep. That's it. Definitely. So I hope you guys took some value of that. I want to switch gears and jump into what I like to call the hot seat. It's our series of rapid fire questions covering a lot of the stuff we talked about, um, business, professional, and everything in between. Um, I actually want to start with your process, your creative process. Um, how do you how do you compose an episode? I have no structure whatsoever. Really? Okay. <laughs> I, don't. I just I, I I don't even do pre interviews because I just want it to be natural. I just when I sit down I, when I sit down with someone I just want to I want it to be natural. I tell them, listen, we yes you're here to promote whatever you're promoting or whatever we're here. But for the most part, I want my audience to get to know you as a person and see what kind of person you are. And so I have no structures for my show. It's just come in, you record, that's whatever goes, goes. Very impressive. And um, what's your, what's your editing process like? Do you, do you like to edit in silence? Do you like to edit, you know, with some music? How do you, how do you sit there and get in the zone to, to do the editing? Because the editing is the part that really is the, the deal breaker for a lot of us. Uh, music. <laughs> Definitely need some music to, like and even though I'm not really hearing it, I know it's there. So it keeps me distracted from while I'm doing while I'm doing the editing. But yeah, I definitely like to have some music on the side so that I so that I can just focus on the editing part. Are you an Adobe Audition editor? No. Look at that. No, what's your what's your what's your workflow? What your workspace of choice for for your editing pro- process? Um, Audacity. See, people sleep on it, man. It's free ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, it's free dollars. Yes, it's free dollars. Yep. <laughs> but it, but it does the work. Yep. I have Reaper. Yes, I have Reaper, and I use it once in a while. But for the most part, I use Audacity. Uh, it does everything I needed to do. Audacity was my editor forever, and then somebody put me on the Hindenburg Journalist, and then I did it as a trial, and then. For like radio day, they made it like super cheap. And I'm like, yo, I'm getting this. And then I still use Audacity. I use Audacity for ID3 tags to finish to finish shows. Like it's still yeah, there. And, and that's what I that's what I love about Audacity is that part of it. When you when you export the MP3 and you can do all that information and put all that out. Yep. A lot, a lot of these other programs don't do that. No, they do not. So you can actually have um artist, artist name, title, album, whatever it is. So that's I love that about Audacity. I agree. I'm right there with you. What are three mobile apps you can't live without? 
three mobile apps that I can't live without. Uh, Canva. All right. Um, what else is there? Uh, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Uh, Retro Bowl, which is a, it's kind of like Tech Mobile football. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, now I got to go look for that. Uh, you mess me up now. <laughs> and, um, oh man, what else is that? What else do I do? And, uh, I guess it would be, uh, TikTok. You know, it's funny. There was a piece that came out recently that said that people are searching more on TikTok than on Google for stuff. And it's interesting because I see that sometimes because, again, our attention span has become so reduced that we can't even watch it on YouTube now. You'll be like, ah, oh, this guy's taking too long. TikTok, 12 seconds. Tell me how to fix this, fix this problem. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, listen, I've learned so many different recipes from watching TikTok. Yes. And I've also seen so many people get clowned for some of the food they make. Oh, yeah. No, some some of the food you like. <laughs> Let I've me put these hot dogs easy. and macaroni and cheese in this pan. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff you that stuff you do when you when you ain't got no food in there. Yeah, str- that's a struggle meal. 100 percent yeah, is. Listen, and we we being from the city, we know what that is. Yes, sir. We know what that is. Hot dog hot dogs and, and mac and cheese. <laughs> you know? Oh man, I have people tripping out. I put a story up from back in the day when they used to put like the meat in the can that would have like a cow on it. They'd be like a, a silver can with a cow and a pit and a pork can. And they'd give it out with the big blocks of cheese. Oh, and yeah, people, with the big blocks of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> people were like, oh my God, why'd you take the, me there? I'm like, because that was real. Cheese. Yeah, that the, was real. Listen, the big block of yellow cheese that you would have to slice. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, it was brutal. Um, What's a website you recommend to people often? Podmatch. Nice. No, I've been I've been promoting Podmatch like crazy. I am right there it's, with you. It's it's one of the only platforms where content creators get paid to interview people. Yes, indeed. Like in my bank right now, I've been in, in the paid. I've been in that in that paid service for the last three months, right? Right. Which is eighteen bucks I've paid for the three months so far, and I've already made my money plus some. There you go. And but I'm not doing I'm not doing it because of the money. It's just the plus. It's yep. just a perk. It's just, it's just a perk that they get because I interview people for free. Amen to that. So just the fact that they're that Podmatch is willing to give content creators money for interviewing people, like you'd be a fool not to take it. Even though listen, even though someone is you you might get paid a dollar here, two dollars here. I just seen the biggest one I saw today, which was almost twenty bucks for interviewing somebody. That's a, that's wild. What was the last thing you looked up on YouTube? Les Brown. All right. Obviously, we, we you know we got the tech side. We got to talk a little bit about the toy side. Um, what was your favorite toy toys. as a kid? Oh, my favorite toy as a kid. Yep. Uh GI Joes. Nice. Um, what's your favorite fictional character? Uh, um, it's funny because I just finished watching the the series, the the new series on Amazon Prime. Um, it would be um, 
Strider, uh, Strider from uh, Lord of the Rings. Nice. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Baseball player. Did you? Do you still play? Uh, I haven't played softball in a while. I'm, I'm up there in age, but it's been it's been uh, probably like I would say eight years since I play, last played. What was the last book you read? Uh, or listen to because some people like audible and stuff. Yeah, um, last book I read, uh, whew, oh man, the, uh, the plush life from prison to peace. Actually, I'm actually, um, it's my nephew's book and I'm actually working on doing the audio book. That's very cool. Who is your favorite content creator? Hmm. Sean Cannell. You know, so underrated. Like the work he's doing with the folks at Think Media. Think Media. I love Think Media. Yep. Omar Takori, all of them. They just yes. they just crush it, man. Like they'll drop a video and I and I immediately I'll be like, oh, I gotta watch this right now. I've I've watched like a lot of the tech that I bought is because of Think Media. Yep. I redid my studio space after seeing Sean's studio space <laughs> video. Sean's st- his studio is dope. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, I made some adjustments and made some stuff that works for me. But he, I was like, man, it's so clean. I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta borrow some ideas from this. Bro, I'm definitely looking forward to redoing my studio. <laughs> there you go. Definitely looking forward to it. What's a non-negotiable for you when it comes to business? Oh man, non-negotiable. Yeah, man. Like, what's something when it comes to business you don't, you don't buckle on, you don't fold on. You don't compromise principles for shortcuts. That's what's up. What is something you've changed your mind on in the last 12 months? Hmm. Something I've changed my mind of the mm-hmm. last 12 months. Oh, man. That's a good question, man. Because you're because you're a free thinker, so I know you know. Especially because you talk about so much real world stuff. Like, what's something that's come across that you were like, man? My my thought process on that is completely different. Okay, so I seen um this com this this conversation piece, this little piece. It was a little snippet, and it was uh, they were talking to a couple, and the lady said that um so it was something about the relationship, and she said something about. Oh, her husband blew her mind when he said, she asked him, why do you love me? And what he said was, because he chooses to. And that hit me kind of hard because I'm like, because my wife always is always asking me that question. And, 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 and she's like, why? What, what, I'm such a, like, she's, she can be difficult at times, but I choose to love her because of the way, the way she is with me, as far as like the way she has inspired me and pushed me. And, 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 and to me, that was like something very, like you, you had to come like, to me, it was like, Oh, you have to feel like you love someone or you, nah, it's you, you have that choice. And to me, that's something that I've, I've learned in the last, actually in the last few, last couple of weeks, this is, this has been, That's powerful. What's a piece of career advice you would give your younger self? 
step out of the box. Sup? What do you splurge on when it comes to business or personal development? What's something that you'd be like, I need, I need to have this. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Personal, um, business or personal development could be anything courses, books. What do you, what do you, Hey, I got to put I, money. I love taking courses. I, I love taking courses to me. That's, it's very key. It's very, it's very important to me because I know I need to, I'm trying to develop and grow and I don't have the answers to everything. So I, I love taking courses. Courses is something I, I, like I said, this is, this is something I, I, I invest heavily in. I, I invested in think me. I took uh, Sean Cannon's course. I love it. Yep. Um, I got taken, his book. Yeah. I have his book. As well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've taken courses from um, Eric Thomas's team marked up and everything like that. So when I see something that I feel like I can benefit from it, then I, I always I sign up for it. Would you rather have more, more disposable time or more dispensable income? Hmm. More disposable time or more dispensable income. Yep. Uh, more disposable time. Yeah, you on that. How do you handle failure? Pick myself up and keep going. That's that that's a hell of an answer right there. What is something or someone that makes you laugh easily? My grandson. Nice. Last but not least, I call you, I go, Wise, how's business a year from now? What would your answer be? What would you hope to answer? It's going great. It's flourishing. Thing, uh, I got more clients than I can handle. That's what's up. And last but not least, we always close things off with what I like to call reach one, teach one piece of actionable advice to round things out. Um, you get selected to speak to a group of high school seniors that are going to embark on their journey post high school. And a lot of them want to be content creators. What piece of advice would you give them as they head out the door into the world? Just do it. Don't be afraid. Like for me, it was press record. Like, especially if you want to be a content creator, whatever it is, if it's video, audio, press record. That's what's up. Last but not least, as always, where can people find you, connect with you, and keep up with your work? You can find my podcast stuck in my mind on every single major platform. You can find it on YouTube, stuck in my mind podcast. Uh, you can check out my website, www.realwiseproductions.com. You can also, also check out the rate, internet radio station, which is down at the moment, but it'll be back. It'll be up soon. It's uh, www.realwiseradio.com. That's what's up. Wise, I'm honored to get to chop it up with you and really share the toys and tech of your trade. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. I appreciate this, man. I appreciate you brother, like I said, you you are a veteran, you're an OG of this, and to be able to come on your show and and tell my story, it's a blessing, man. I appreciate you. I never get tired of talking to fellow creators, as I said at the start of this podcast. I never never get tired of it, and especially when it's creators in New York City, in the five boroughs. I just love sharing their stories and. Uh, here we have a 
a guy like Wise that's out there just putting in the work, getting the reps in, and just turning his passions into a business. And more importantly, he is remaining authentic to himself. And I think that that's one of the biggest things as creators that many of us lose sight of. We get imposter syndrome or we try to model ourselves after the people whose work we enjoy, whether it's Joe Rogan or Howard Stern or ONA or, or, you know, hot 97, anybody from hot 97 or power one Oh five here in New York city. Those, those individuals, they have a unique voice, a unique sound, and it is uniquely theirs. And because of that, I always tell people just, just be you. Try and put your content out there being yourself. Trust me, there's plenty of people out there that are going to enjoy what you bring to the table, regardless of where they are, what walk of life they're from, or what they're into. If your content is informative, engaging, and entertaining, they'll they'll come, they'll find you. It's that simple. And if you have aspirations of turning these endeavors into something that will uh you know, fund, fund your lifestyle or pay your bills, then you gotta, you gotta go in 110% because that's the only way you're going to succeed. It is truly not a sprint. It is a marathon. And when you hear a story like what Wise shared in his journey, and you know, I've shared various aspects of my journey over the years, you'll see that there's a lot of commonalities, but the one that sticks out the most is consistency. Be present and be consistent. If you say to yourself, you want a podcast and you think, man, I'm going to podcast two episodes a week and, and time does not allow you to do two episodes a week, then instead of phoning it in, scale it back one episode a week, one episode every two weeks. Maybe you want to go long form and do one episode a month when you're motivated. But Just start creating, hit record, and get moving. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Everything that Wise and I discussed in this episode, products, services, etc., will be in the show notes as always. Full disclosure, some of those items will contain affiliate links, which if you click, uh, will receive a small commission at no additional cost to you that goes towards making this and everything else from the RageWorks Podcast Network awesome for you to enjoy. Uh, make sure to also check the show notes for ways to connect with Wise, uh, check out his podcast and any of the other stuff that he is working on. Uh, he is an A-plus creator, and I am glad to have been able to share his story with you. And as I said at the top of the podcast, props to Podmatch for once again connecting me with a bomb-ass guest. Uh, really grateful to the crew over there for all the great work they're doing. If you're a podcaster looking for guests, Podmatch is definitely a service that we co-sign. We receive no kind of money for saying that. We really do enjoy uh, the great guests that they have put on our radar. And I also enjoy the many great podcasts that I have had the honor and privilege to be on since being a member of the Podmatch family. All right, folks, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade. We will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode. And boy, do we have some great guests to take us into uh, October and probably early November. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Peace. 
Toys and Tech of the Trade is part of the RageWorks Podcast Network, your source for rants about gaming, entertainment, and the works. Visit us at RageWorksNetwork.com.